Alrighty, uh, welcome everyone to the first episode of Collegiate Mediocrity. Uh, my name is Wyatt Coggins, and uh, with me, as will be always, is uh, AJ Black. Yeah, having having a great time. Absolutely, thanks for doing this with me. Buddy. Of course, yeah. of course, I'm excited. I have no idea what's going to happen. No, but... neither do I. And I think this is it's going to be a little bit odd because at, at first we're going to be so focused on the recording part. This, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but I, I think the, the focus it just needs to be just the talk. Um, so I think before we get into anything, I want to kind of talk about like, like why we both want to do this. Yeah. Kind of pick both of our brains. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll start out. Uh, this just kind of came from me wanting to be able to create something in a time where I felt like I couldn't. Um, I, I think, I think a lot of people have kind of felt like, they, they 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 couldn't do what they normally want to do during the whole quarantine covid thing and and me especially i because you know i was i was a creative type quote unquote for yeah. for years all throughout high school and then i i did it with you in college and then i moved so i i haven't really created anything in 2 years and so that's just been an itch i haven't been able to scratch and this felt like a a good way to do it um i don't know it's something it's it's a way to create in a time that feels like there's nothing really that I can do. Mm-hmm. I can't go out. I can't be in shows right now. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how, how are you doing with that? Not being able to be in <laughs> show. I, I feel like we haven't really talked about that. No, no, we haven't. Um, I don't know. The last show that I was in was Pericles. Um, that was December of 2019. Damn. It has been over a year since I have been in any productions at all. I was in a couple of rehearsals for Crucible before it got shut down, so that was first week of March. That still had, breaks my heart more than anything else. I wanted to see Crucible by Richie Call. I, I, I wanted to see his version of that so goddamn bad. Well, we had done three days of table work beforehand. But, you know, we read through the show, we, we discuss it, we discuss, you know, themes and what what we're trying to pinpoint with the production. Yeah. We got through that and then I got one day of like in-person rehearsal, like blocking rehearsals. Uh, we got up to my entrance and then they Who were like, were I was, uh, Jesus, I don't even remember now. It's been a whole year. Um, I was the uh, the deputy, John. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who, who was... Uh... Who played the main character? Who uh, uh, Cam? Uh, Not Cam Neely. No, I know, I know, Eastland. Eastland. Huh. He was. I will tell you this. Really? At the read through, the man had already done his work. Like okay. he was ready to go. He put a lot of effort into it. He was his read Proctor, was, right? He was Proctor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I miss it. I miss it lots. Um, they're doing lots of like Zoom type readings like it's just well, it's not the same yeah here's the big my biggest problem with that is they keep pushing for being like well yeah this is this is the future, this is the future. Of it. like this is what no and it's, it's like not. here's the deal nobody like i'll watch the occasional thing but it's not because it's like oh i want to consume theater i'm gonna go to zoom theater yeah i'm gonna watch zoom theater because it's like it's oh, all like, i got it not not only that but like the old because even then i'm like i'm not that interested in it the only time that i am interested in zoom theater is when i have like a special connection to it like yeah it's not like acting company's going to be doing it it's like yeah i'm going to go because they're going to see my name and like maybe there's a possibility and i like the work that they put out you know yeah i'm going to be seeking out specific performances by specific people or specific shows just to like hear the script it's not because I want to consume Zoom theater. Yeah, I just absolutely. Don't. Well, and that's that's for me. Anytime that I've seen any Zoom, whether it be theater or 
a, a, a table read for a show or anything like that. The only time that I've ever you know cued in to be like, hey, what's this about? Is when that's exactly it. It's like, what, what is this? Yeah, How it's is like this I watched go? I watched like the community reading of an yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I also thought it was going to be like new material, and they were just rereading the. Um, it was. Pierce's Will episode. I mean, oh, have okay. you seen it I haven't seen that one. No, I, does he die in the yeah. show? Oh, is that why? Well, yeah, because Chevy Chase gets kicked off. Cause, yeah, you know. that's fair. That's fair. Man, what, what an odd man that is, Chevy Chase. To be like such a, a great comedic actor and such an awesome part of that show, but then behind the scenes to just be a total ass and, and so hard to work with. It happens. It, you, you meet people like that. All the time. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I miss it. I miss it lots. I'm really excited for um, Lyric this summer, and I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, because you kept what, your contract. Yeah, yeah, well, partially, you know. Um, I was one of the lucky few people who did get to keep a contract with yep. Lyric. Um, I'm very, very excited. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm not entirely sure exactly how we're going to be going about it because, you know, pandemic guidelines and it's just going to be a reading. Yeah. So I don't know if that does mean that it's going to be a Zoom reading. And I haven't – I have yet to do a Zoom reading. I was offered a, um, a couple just friends doing stuff just to do work because, you know, everyone's been out of work for so long. Um, and – these things ended up falling through, not being able to do it, yada yada. So this virtual reading series that I'm going to be doing with Sean is going to be my first experience that I'm doing next week. Now, I saw a script upstairs the other day that was still on the, the Ottoman. It was it was like by Streetlight Wood. Yeah, yeah Streetlight that... Woodpecker. That's okay. one that we're doing. What What is that? Tell me about that. Um, it's I I am not an expert on it by any means. I'm still reading through it right now. Okay. Um, because I've been spending a lot of time, obviously, on on my scene. Yeah. Um, but the quick and dirty of it is, is it follows the story of this um, returned vet. He got a Purple Heart Medal of Honor, um, and he's in the shits. You know, his dad just died, um, so he's no longer. He was living with his dad. His dad just died. Um, basically, the rest of his family is like, "Hey, you've become a useless piece of shit. Like, we don't want to have to deal with you anymore." So he's living with a guy who they've slept together in the past. I'm not entirely sure the full dynamic of their relationship because, like I said, I haven't yeah. gotten that far in the yeah, story yeah. yet. Yeah. I'm spending my sweet, sweet time on it. Um, but, yeah, I play a, a firefighter who goes on a date with the guy that he's living with and like kind of has a thing with. Okay. And so he's like a complete ass to me and he's like trying to deter me away and stuff like that. So I'm very, very excited to get to know more about this story and work on it a little bit more. But as of right now, I don't know a great deal. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll give me a little something to do. And of course, I, I think of all the directors to work with, I'm really excited to work with Sean. Have you worked I, with him before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Um, I was lucky enough. That that's also my connection to Salt Lake Acting Company is because we got to do a staged reading of Sean's um, last show that he re- wrote. Um, the obsolete unkindness of ravens. That's them, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a six-person show. People, um, six people hiking on the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're kind of like in duos. So there's a there's an older um, father figure, a younger girl who's kind of she's run away. Um, a a married couple, a married couple who's like in the middle of fighting, um, and then um, stepbrothers who are yeah, vastly different people. And so you know, it's a lot about. Um, I don't know, just exploration of self and 
finding out how to communicate and how to survive with other people and the want and need to communicate and survive with other people. So I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a, we only had three rehearsals beforehand where, you know, we just gotten together, read through it. A lot of it was, you know, figuring out how we were just going to like present ourselves in the reading, Mm -hmm. how we would go about stage directions, how we would go about, you know, specific things, because that's another thing that I really, really like about, um, obviously the unkindness of Ravens is there's like this 10 minute scene that's completely silent. Where they all, it's when all of the six characters finally meet up for the first time because they're all, they're all stopping at the same point at a night on the trail. Mm. And so it's like 10 minutes of just dead silence of them all like setting up the camp. Just doing the menial tasks. Yeah, yeah. Just like getting set up, being there and just like, you know, I love it because it's like, it's so honest of that. Um, When you do interact with strangers and you don't really have an intention of like getting to know people and so you just kind of like silently do your own things even if they are close to each other mm-hmm. and then you know you, you have those moments where you do meet each other a little bit that happens in the show yeah. um, where their paths cross and they communicate with each other but I don't know I I really really enjoyed Sean's style of writing and the um, the content of his yeah, of his writing so I'm really excited to work on another one of his works get to work directly with him and I don't know, just like think creatively again. So yeah, I'm excited. So you said this is it's going to be virtual readings. This is going to be like over Zoom. Um, I assume so. Like okay. I said, the only information I have right now is that they said virtual readings. Got it's it. a week long process, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that includes like a week of rehearsal and then two three performances, or it's like two three rehearsals and then two performances. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how. It's going to be consumed. I'm sure I'll find all that out very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with that. I miss it lots. Um, and I don't know. Hopping back, we've been on all sorts of tangents, but hopping back to the idea of Zoom theater and especially, ooh, weird breath. Um, I take a lot of I don't know. I take a lot of issue with the idea of like Zoom being the future of theater because if Zoom is the future of live theater, it's no longer live theater. And yeah. if that's the future, I, I want nothing to do with it. I just. I love sharing stories, but like the reason I specifically want to be on a stage as opposed to behind a camera is because I, the give and take that an audience has, like a live audience, especially like a fuller one, you know, oh a responsive yeah. one, like the, the, being with people, there's nothing like it. No, the, the impact that an audience can have on a show is otherworldly. I mean, everybody could be on point. They could be all ready to go. Everybody could be on their shit. And if you have a, a great audience, oh, you can tell when you walk out on stage and just the energy in the room, you're like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is, is going to be great. Or you walk out and there's you know, 20% capacity in the audience. And you're like, oh. That happened once in high school. We had, a, we had a show. It wasn't a very popular show anyways because it was a straight play. Our musicals would like – we had an 800-seat auditorium and we would stack like an additional 70 chairs in there. Yeah. We sold out like every it's night. It's wild like, to me how popular musicals are in high school. Oh, like it was crazy. I, I mean, you know, I – the program that in my high school, our our sets were fantastic enough for people to come and just look at them. Like, yeah. for, like they were incredible because of Randy. Um, but um, it was Curious Savage, you know, straight play. Not a lot of people know the title. The class size is a lot smaller because it's not all everyone that they let in musical theater. There's like 10 of us maybe, right? We walk out and there were four people in the audience and all four of them were former students who had come and like helped with coaching and stuff. So they'd all already seen the show mm-hmm. like multiple times. And then yeah, it's just, it's the worst because yeah. then they're like trying extra hard to make up for it knowing that we're all like discouraged as hell. Yeah. And they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. and you're like, oh, shut up. 
just 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 stop. <laughs> let this nightmare end. Uh, just just let's let's get let this over home. with as it's fast hard. as possible. It's hard because you know you also want to. I mean, you want to showcase what you did. You want to. You want to do justice to all the work that you've done before, even just for these four people, even though they've seen it before. But like, oh, it's hard. It's it's it is. It's disheartening because it's like, yes, I want to. It's also you're 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 flexing that muscle as an actor to be able to perform each show like it's the audience's first time seeing it. That's something that you need to be able to do. But when you go out there knowing they've all seen it before and you have a relationship with them already, yeah. I'd be like going out and just seeing your parents in the audience and being like, fuck. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> Love you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I appreciate you I came, think it's even but... different than that because it's I, – I don't I don't know. Like I, I know those people and like I appreciate their help. But also like if my dad was there, I'm like I'm going to do my best I can so that my dad's going to be proud of me. These people, it's like you see me do really bad at this. You see me do really good at this. Tonight's going to be – Somewhere in the anywhere middle. on that spectrum, yeah. <laughs> it was like most likely somewhere in the middle. Anywhere on the spectrum, maybe it'll be really, really good. And yeah. they'll just be like, "Oh wow, that was better than that last time." Yeah. It's just, it's not. There's, it's hard to tell a story when no one's listening. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and that's exactly what I think Zoom theater about Zoom theater. Why I have such a hard time with the idea of it is because it's like everyone I've spoken with, and myself. I don't really care to watch Zoom theater. No, so it's like, and that's why the thing. Even I... if everyone was watching, which they aren't, even if they were, it it doesn't feel like anyone's watching. So it feels like, like what's the point? It, it feels more like you're doing a podcast than you're doing anything else. It, it, you're doing a scripted podcast is what it feels like. Uh, and, and when there's no one there to see it, when there there's no one to, to bounce the energy off of, even if... Well, that, that's what makes uh, rehearsals so fun is, is you're there in person with the other people. And, and if you and I are doing a scene together and you come in with all the energy in the world and I come in with almost none, we're going to meet in the middle. You're going to balance me out and it's going to be a pretty good scene still. But if we're doing this over Zoom, then I'm just looking at a computer screen. There's a complete disconnect yeah. and you don't get those – like when you go on break – and granted, I don't have this firsthand experience. This is all just, you know, from what I've heard people working on our, our town and whatnot. It's like when you get that break, like, yeah, you're texting each other, but that's not the same as, you know, when I'm in the back, like, you know, flipping with each other's collars, just messing around and shit. Like, it's just, there's something about live theater that really makes it uh, special. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. When taking, and I know this is difficult, but taking your emotion and your want to get back to live theater out of it, when do you realistically think that we're going to be able to have live shows again? In, not necessarily full capacity, but be able to have people in mass. Like, when is Broadway going to reopen in your opinion? <laughs> like, I have any idea. No, and I, um, I know that you're no, not no, no, but, that, but... Um, I don't know. In my personal opinion, I think that when live theater is going to start happening again and when Broadway opens up is... They're different questions because... Okay. I, at least on like a collegiate level, you know, a, a collegiate mediocrity. Look hey, at a shameless plug. Shameless plug for ourselves. Yes. Um, if you're listening, you're already listening. But <laughs> um, there's a lot more politics involved with Broadway specifically. And like I said, this is this is the whole idea of a podcast. People have no business talking about anything because I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what, that's exactly where I asked. But because of how a vast majority of the members of the Broadway community, from my perception, lean politically, I think that Broadway opening back up will not happen until the pandemic is done. 
you know? Yeah. I air quotes the word done because um, the world's changed. It's, it's not going to go back to pre. Yeah, we might like try to normalize things out, yada, yada, yada. Um, but like no matter what this has happened, it's been almost a full year since at least it's affected my life as heavily as yeah. it, it is. Well, it's been a full year since we found out about it. Yeah, it's been a full year since we found yeah, out about it. it but I'm talking February. like – Dead. When I got the email that was like, hey, um, school's canceled. Mm, yeah. You're moving online, right? It's almost been a full year since then. I mean, hell, we're like, what, a month out from that? Yeah. 11 months. Good God. Um, but know. like uh, when it comes to like being able to do like live theater again, at least in a more regional setting, I mean, some places already are. Hale Center Theater is going to town. Yeah, they're getting a lot of backlash for it. They're getting a lot of love for it. I mean, especially yeah. in Utah. Um, but... I think before like schools start doing it again, because we tried, we did, we actually technically did put on one production. They did Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, they did as much as they could, and they were planning on doing Flea until um, spike in numbers. They just didn't feel conscious. They didn't feel morally correct in putting on the show. Part of me, because of like vaccines rolling out and people getting vaccines, want is really really hopeful for this summer yeah. or next fall being able to do like maybe being able to do the reading in person this summer, which is like I'm very very optimistic. I don't know if that will happen. I don't think that's going to happen honestly. Um, but as of right now, I know that USU, at least in passing conversation through lab, from what I've heard, they are planning on doing a full in person, even if we have to do it with masks, season next year. Yeah. All six shows, including musicals. This, this is where I, I'm a little confused because I, I don't think that the vaccine is going to have that much of an impact because the, the virus is already mutating. And, and I read a, a very sobering article from the Wall Street Journal the other day, or maybe it was, it was Washington Post. It was one of those that starts with a W. Uh, and it was basically just talking about how, like, you know, it's, it's time to move into the acceptance stage of our grief. You know, the, this, is, this has changed the world and how it's going to go. Um, masks are probably going to be a thing for the next couple of years. Uh, and this is going to become something that we have to deal with every year like the flu. It's, we're going to have to go get our yearly COVID vaccine. Um, but what I think is going to make more of an impact is those rapid tests that are becoming more readily available. Because like um, down in Texas, uh, Dave Chappelle and, and Joe Rogan, they've been doing comedy shows. And they do them... Uh, three, four times a week and they have full capacity audiences and they just have everybody get rapid tested. People show up 30 minutes before the show, they get rapid tested, they find out within 10 minutes and if you have it, see ya. If you don't, put on your mask, get inside. And Mm -hmm. I I think that that is going to be more the future of it than any vaccine. Uh, I think those rapid tests, I think we're going to see uh, and, and obviously I'm a moron. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Uh, but I think we're going to see if I had to guess, um, more advancements in that kind of technology where you get these rapid tests and even something eventually, it sounds sci-fi right now, but I, I can see something like, you know, uh, you just walk up and something just scans your body temperature and it can like, Hey, no, nope, he's good. All right. Send him inside. You know, where we get rapid tests down to the point where it's like a matter of minutes. That'd be cool. Um, and I think over the next couple of years, that's what you're going to start to see. It, because businesses have to open, whether it be theaters or restaurants or anything like that. You, you, can't, you can't keep shutting everything down, just waiting for this all to pass and waiting for everybody to, to get it and for the vaccine to come out. Because like I said, it's mutating. And so we're, herd immunity is only going to do so much. Um, 
so I, I think the future of this is going to be uh, more of, of the rapid test route. I, that's, that's where I see it going. I agree. I do think for sake of um, talking about things that we love, I think we should steer away from this type of conversation because I think another thing that people are missing a lot is like escapism. Yeah, I just that's you true. know I'm so tired of hearing about it. That's true. <laughs> I'm yeah, so but, tired of talking well, about uh, it. I watched this show, uh, This Is Us, on NBC. It's it's a very sappy, almost like rom com type thing. Yeah, but yeah. It's also really really fucking well done. Uh, it's it's by the guy who did uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Um, okay. Uh, I, th- I think. Oh God, maybe I'm fucking that up. Somebody's gonna know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, no, but they they it was a phenomenal show, and uh, they just. I think they're on season five now, I want to say. And uh, season five comes out, and this is post-quarantine, post-pandemic, and everybody in the show is wearing masks. Like, in the show. And they're acting like the, the, the whole pandemic is in the show, really? too. And it was... I, I understood why they were doing it, because they were trying to root the show in reality. Because there's no superheroes in the show. There's no anything like that. It's yeah. just people. And so I get the point there, but also... It's upsetting. I'm fucking done, man. It's upsetting. I don't want to see it anymore. Uh, but so yeah, we'll 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 take your advice there, and we will uh, go down the realm of superheroes. Oh, we... yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's talk about Wandavision. Let's talk about Wandavision. How how are you how are you feeling about it? How, what... Okay, so I'll, I'll, yeah. I will start with like how my viewing experience has gone because I started off. I think I started watching it when the first three episodes were out. Yeah. I think uh, you and I started in a very similar position. Yeah, because you didn't start watching until I told you. I was like, hey, I was like, I'd give it a try. Yeah. You know, uh, I, saw, I saw that it was on Disney+. Plus. I had, you know, time to kill. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll watch the first three episodes, see if this is something that I want to. Because I, I don't know, I feel like you and I were uh, in a very similar boat that after Endgame, Homecoming, you know, after Phase 3. Yeah. After, after I, was like, I was like, oh yeah, like, here's the deal. Like, there was 10 years in the making, like, Marvel, you can't top yeah, that. Like, I was like, it was 10 years. It's like, you can't it's top tough. that. Yeah. I was like, MCU, they had their, that was the golden age, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least... I figured that would be the golden age of Marvel, and maybe it still will be. You yeah, know, it's that, very that early was in phase our, four. Uh, that was our original trilogy for Star Wars. Exactly. I was you just know? like, it was. It was the ten years in the making. It was everything that had been accumulated. It was going to see all the movies in theaters. Rest in peace, theaters. <laughs> yeah, for um, real. Oh shit. But uh, I don't know. So I was, I was very skeptical about moving forward, and I was like, oh, they're going to be TV shows. I don't know how I feel about that. And I was like, but you know what? I'll watch them because I know it's going to be like quality production. You know? Yeah. Like, it's going to be a quality-produced TV show that, like, you know, they're going to funnel money into it. So, like, it'll at least look pretty. I think so for I like, me, okay. the more reason I watched the TV show was it, it, the same reason that I would tune into any Zoom reading. I was just like, what's this going to be about? Like, how like, is this going to go? Yeah. I don't know. So I watched the first three episodes, and I was like, you know what? That hit exactly what I was thought. It was a different style. It was kind of quirky. Yeah. And I was like, that was enjoyable. It, was it wasn't like – It and wasn't like going – Then yeah, episode like, four. Episode four. That's when – that's when Pietro comes in, right? Yeah. We should spoilers. It's been out for a while. It's been, if, 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 if you haven't on, seen it now, fuck off. If, if you're on TikTok, it's, it's on yeah, for real. Um, if you're watching or listening to our podcast and you haven't seen it, who are you, my mother? And she doesn't even care. It, come on. Anyways, but after that happened, and it was you know, Evans. What's his name? Evan uh, Peters. Evan Peters. My brain is saying Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans. Um, Evan Peters. Um, I was like, oh. I think you and I each said this like so many times. We're like, oh, Marvel can do anything they want. Yeah, yeah. Like anything. I think that they've like really exercised that in this show with just like 
yeah. anything that they want. Well, and I, I think they've earned that right. They they spent 10, really 11 years, because if you go from Iron Man 1 to Endgame, that's 2008 to 2019. Well, technically, wasn't Incredible Hulk before? No. Nope. Incredible Hulk was the same year. Oh, yeah. I remember that, I, I remember that cameo like, at, yeah. at, at the end of Incredible Hulk when Iron Man comes in and he's like, I'll help you. Never went anywhere. No. <laughs> they no, switched actors. No, they, they were like, uh, fuck this. Uh, um, which sidebar I think Marvel does the best at recasting characters under the table and then just moving on in the movies like case in point Iron Man 2 when Don yeah. Cheadle takes over for uh, uh, War Machine <laughs> and he turns around he's like it's me I'm here let's deal with it let's move on <laughs> that's it going. that's it. it directly talking to the audience but also talking to Iron Man um no, but uh, I, I think they laid the groundwork for it because they, they spent 11 years just doing what we thought was really out there with Guardians of the Galaxy, Thanos, all yeah. that stuff. That's crazy. But now you look at the lineup. We have Eternals coming out. We've got Shang-Chi and the Ten Makluan Rings. We've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Build as a horror movie being directed by Sam Raimi, the guy who did the original Spider-Man trilogy. I know. Chef's kiss. Now, I, I have to say I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Well, of course. I feel like to not go – to not be worried about any of this would be – Well, no, but this is why I'm worried because it, it, Doctor Strange has one writer and it's this woman. It's this uh, uh, Jade Haley Bartlett. I, what has she written in the past? Uh, nothing. This is her first writer's credit. Really? So that's where I'm, I'm a little – uh, of a little, she's she's been in two things uh, as far as an actress. She was in a, a TV movie called Cinnamon Girl uh, back in 2013, and then she was in a I'm assuming another movie called the Oh that's uh, the accountant. That's that one with um, Oh God uh, Ben Affleck where he's I don't oh, know God. If, yeah yeah uh, and she played a, a Harbor neuroscience nurse. So she hey that's not true. It says right here she was a writer on. Miller's girl. <laughs> no other, no other, no other writing. Credit. No idea what that. So is. that's that's what I mean. I'm, I'm I can a, understand, but I think I don't know. I'm very, I'm very interested to see if she's the the key writer with almost nothing on her resume. Yeah. Like, I wonder how she got that job. I'm I, very, I, I that actually kind of makes me hopeful. Maybe she's a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Well, I, I think. I'm nervous because she doesn't have anything to go off of, so if we're completely in the blind here. We have no idea what to expect. Sam Raimi, we kind of have some idea. And yeah. I was a little skeptical because, you know, you go back and watch the, uh, the original three Spider-Man movies. They're pretty campy. They're, they're, they don't hold up anymore. If, Spider-Man 2 is. Spider-Man 2 is pretty good, but there, there are some times where you watch it and you're like, wow, this is it, – it, I, I, you just have to – It's last a product of the time. Yes, exactly. Uh, so we know what we're going to get there, but also Marvel, they, they know what they're doing, so they're going to keep that locked down pretty well. But I, I think with this – I think I would be more nervous if this was phase one or two Marvel, if it was a, just a, a random writer who had no background, like no, mm. no known credits. But I think because we're so far into it and because they've proven time and time again, hey, we know how to make a good movie. We know how to take a chance on these unknowns. Yeah. Unknowns to the casual fan, but to someone who, I don't know, maybe she's who, very... Wait, I'm curious. Who wrote Thor 2, The Dark World? Thor The Dark World? That's a Into f- The Dark World? The Dark World? The Dark World. Thor The Dark I even, World. I don't even remember the name. Uh, let's see. Thor? Not Ragnarok. Because Ragnarok hit. It was... Oh, it's exa- amazing. It was amazing. Uh, okay, Thor The Dark World was written by... Christopher L. Yost. What else has he written? Like, I'm, uh, I'm curious. Because I, I don't know. I think that Thor 2 is... <laughs> Shut up. He wrote Ragnarok. 
He wrote Ragnarok, The Mandalorian, Iron Man, Armored Adventures. Oh my God. He okay, wrote, so. He wrote Cowboy Bebop. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, now look at directors for those movies. Okay, so, yeah, I think I, I, think I know where you're going with this. Uh, director was Alan Taylor. And what else is he? He has done uh, some episodes of Game of Thrones, uh, Terminator Genesis. Uh, yeah. Okay. So nothing crazy. He he hasn't. Yeah. There's there's nothing on here. He did Nurse Jackie, a TV show. He did a couple. Looks episodes like yeah. Of looks like he's done a few. few episodes he was mainly shows. a TV show guy. And um, then the director for Ragnarok is Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, who is. Brilliant! I I love that man. So I'm. Is there any better looking man in the world? Have you seen that picture of him where he's got like the stubble and he's got that pineapple shirt on? Yeah. Jesus, I'm <laughs> jealous good. as hell of that shirt. Good and man. Just oh everything. So I think that right there shows that like the writing. I mean, yes, writing is important. It's very very important. But your director is going to have one of the largest effects on the outcome of your movie. What are you trying to show me right now? Enough. I was just turning it so you could see it a little oh, bit okay, better. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, like I said, I think I would be more worried if this was early Marvel, but because we're so, we're so far into it, we're now what? What are we looking at here? 13 years? 13 yeah, years like into that. the Marvel journey? Sounds about right. Uh, they, yeah, they know what they're doing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more a little bit laissez-faire with it let them do what they're going to do. But, I mean, have you seen the cast list? This is what I want to talk to you about. The cast list for Multiverse of Madness. I have not. This... Wait, 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 wait. I've heard it has all three of the Spider-Man in it, doesn't it? Yes. Andrew Garfield. Um, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. And Tom Holland. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, they're not officially billed, but that's, that's the... Or maybe... No. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I got that mixed up. They're not in this one. They're in Spider-Man 3. That's what they're billed for. Oh, got it, got it. And got it, got along it. with, well, we'll get into that. Uh, but this is something kind of cool. This this girl, uh, I'm gonna just say uh, Gomez is her last name because the name starts with an X, and uh, I am not gonna try to pronounce what is, that what one. A difficult letter. Yes, uh, especially at the beginning of a word. That's new for me. Uh, she's playing America Chavez, who uh, is actually Miss America in the comments, in the comics rather. That's cool. And, yeah, so, and she's good friends with uh, Photon Spectrum in the mm-hmm. comics, who Monica Rambeau from WandaVision just became. Yes. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, man. I'm. Well, is she the one who, like, grows her fists? No, 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 that's, that's Miss Marvel. Oh, that's Miss Marvel. You're yes. right. Not Captain Marvel. Not Let's Captain begin... Marvel. Oh, ooh, that movie. That, there's, there's a lot of overlap. Who's the there? director on Captain Marvel? <sighs> that's a great question. Quick little education, capturing Christianity. Am I spelling this wrong? What's yeah, happening? you spelled Captain wrong. Cap- it, Am I having a stroke? It, there you go. Oh, Jesus. I put the I first? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I before E, except after C, except all of the time. Uh, director was... Oh, that's right. It was the two different directors. They both had worked on uh, this Half Nelson movie. They, yeah. I don't know how I feel about having two directors. I get that the Russo brothers did a lot of the best movies for the MCU. 
but it always makes me nervous. But uh, I think there's another key point in the Russo brothers. That's a good point. Is it's yes. like these are these are people who've known each other their entire lives. Whereas if and, you just have two I don't know, people, maybe they do think incredibly different creatively. They at least know how they function with each other incredibly right. well. Um, so it's like they can work towards a an idea. Um, whereas you just hire two good directors on that could, I just, you know, I see a lot of potential for error. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously it, it showed, but I, I would almost say the writing is more important in, in Captain Marvel because if you look at the character itself, Captain Marvel in the comics, she is so incredibly boring. She is. I don't know if you've ever read a Captain Marvel comic. I've not. She is just as dry as she is in the movie, and mm. I, I don't think that you can blame Brie Larson for that. I think a lot of people made that mistake in saying like, "Oh, she's a shitty actress." No, she's not. No, she's not. She's, go watch Room. Room will make you ball your eyes out. Hell, go watch Scott Pilgrim. It's not very serious, but like she shows that like she's good. She commits. She's you know? she's a fucking good actress. So I think when I think this is one where the writing is important, but I think they're they're both they're both playing a role there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, have, I have some reservations about Multiverse of Madness, but the way that WandaVision has been going, it's making me more and more excited. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I was like, I want to keep looking at this cast to see who else. This is it. This is all. Oh, got, right got it. Got yeah. it. So we've got C full cast. Hmm. And it's just one interesting. Guy he's a truck, truck driver. driver. Yeah. Don't, don't diss on my boy, Swaley Longanane. Yeah, but he's uncredited, so I figured I'd, I'd go ahead and leave that out. Sorry, Swaley. I'm sorry, Swaley. If, if you ever listen, I don't know if listen you're. In. I don't know if you're a listener. Uh, if you are, DM me and we'll we'll get this figured out. I'll I'll, I'll give you a, a free shirt. We don't have merch. I'll just it's give like, you one like, of my shirts. You know, you know what this makes me think of? Have you? You don't watch TikTok very often, do you? No. Um, there is a guy. Yeah, you know, in the episode when Rambo comes back and everyone's like phasing into the hospital. Oh, oh, Monica after Rambo. the blip. I thought you were talking about like Rambo, like Sylvester Stallone. No, 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 no Monica like, Rambo. She's coming back in, right? And like people are like appearing, and they're like, oh, "What's going on?" Right? Chaos because they just came back from um, the blip. Yeah. There's this guy who is on the screen for like 0.2 seconds. He like materializes in the corner and walks past her, and he turns his head that way. He's blowing up on TikTok right now because he made a video being like, "Guys, it's, he's like my performance, Oscar worthy, right?" Making a joke about it, and people are like blowing it up. I can't remember who, but one of the very like higher tier list actors on the show like duetted it on TikTok and was yeah. like, "Who the who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, together, and yeah. they see it and they go, "Oh, like yeah, here's your Tony, here's your Oscar, Here, like Tony." Head, anyways, <laughs> head empty. <laughs> head empty. Um, but I think I think it's so funny because I don't know. That just made me think of it. So Swaley, when you become the uh, the number one star of this movie, you're welcome. I defended your honor. Yeah, he defended you against me. That's it, you're <laughs> one critic, Swaley. Uh, so okay, yeah, this is the list of the Phase Four movies that we've got coming out. Let, let's let's just let's just go over it. Let's just go over the state of Marvel right now and how we're feeling about where it's going to go. Uh, let's start with Black Widow. Give me your reaction to that, your first thoughts. I don't know. Maybe it'll surprise me, but I don't expect it to. I just – here's – and, and I know people are going to say, you don't want to watch it because she's a woman. I don't give a fuck about that. I really don't care. I don't want to watch it because she's fucking dead. Like, like what are you going to tell? I get that it's a prequel to – it's apparently supposed to take place between Infinity War and Endgame and like what she did in – or no, no. I think it's – I was like, really? It, it's between um, – sorry. It's between – 
God, uh, Civil War and Infinity War. When she, you know, goes from having the, the short blonde hair to the, or whatever her hair was to that short blonde, like just being a, a fugitive. Apparently she goes back to Russia and hangs out with Florence Pugh. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I, I don't, I, I feel like this movie was more made to please fans rather than to further the plot. I, I think you're right. Now, they could surprise me, like you said, and they, they could introduce some crazy cool villain or some crazy powers. And blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you this. Do you think they're going to bring her back? Like, do you think that she'll get revived in this movie? I don't think so. I, I kind of feel like Scarlett Johansson's done, you know? It's like she did this for 10 years. Well, it'd be like... I think it, it wouldn't be as monumental, but it would be in the same vein as if they had brought Tony Stark back to life and continued it. It would, compl- yeah. it would completely negate... The, the importance and, like, the effect that the sacrifice of that character had. Yeah, exactly. I think it would be a horrible choice. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I am so goddamn excited for this movie. No idea. So... I have no idea. Do you remember in Iron Man 3 that, uh, how Ben Kingsley played that Mandarin guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be about the actual Mandarin. Because in the comics, Iron Man's uh, one true villain, other than, like, Ironmonger, is the Mandarin. And he's basically Earth's Thanos. He has these ten Makluan rings instead of the six Infinity Stones. They're a little bit less powerful, but basically once you get all ten, you can do a lot of shit. Like you yeah. can phase through walls, you can control people's minds, you can do a lot of cool shit. Uh, and this is going to be the first Asian-led superhero movie in the MCU. I think maybe even ever. Who's I, supposed to be like the... Is Shang-Chi a... Shang-Chi is the, the hero. Got it. He's, Got it. Yeah. Uh, he's... Um, Kind of like an Iron Fist type where he's just karate badass, you know? I I don't know a ton about him. I'm more knowledgeable about Mandarin and, and like, that whole thing. I'm I'm very excited for them to do Mandarin correctly. Because that whole twist in Iron Man 3, I love Ben Kingsley. I think it's a funny bit, but... To have that be the end of your your build-up that you've had since the first Iron Man movie, it's kind of a slap in the face, but we'll move on. The Eternals. I'm excited for it. Don't know I, very much. Neither the do idea I. Of it. Exciting. I, I, I'm, I'm excited, especially with the cast list, because you've got, like, Angelina Jolie's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who played Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, he's in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kamel Nagiani went from being just a, a pudgy little comedian to the most ripped man ever. <laughs> did, you, did you see that thing where yeah. after he posted his picture of, like, him being all ripped, he became the profile picture for... Uh, hot men on Pornhub. Oh, really? Really. That's so funny. He posted it on his Instagram. He's like, what the fuck is happening? He's wait, like, wait, 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 wait. I do remember when yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that picture. When I was he like, just got going. fucking super juicy. Just juiced oh out of his God. wazoo. And he still looks like that. Through quarantine, he still looks that good. Uh, no, okay, but here we go. Spider-Man 3. This is where it kind of gets a little wild because you've got the cast is Tom Holland, Zendaya, Marissa Tomei, uh, Ned and Flash Thompson and all them but then Jamie Foxx is coming back to play Electro mm. from the Amazing Spider-Man movies and then Alfred Molina he's coming back to play Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 wait, wait, wait. let me see this he, he's like the, oh, the actual shit. Doc Ock yeah and who look who else you have in there you have Doctor Strange yeah I did he's see Doctor Strange so I think what's going to happen is we're going to get Multiverse of Madness that's going to open up the multiverse and then the response to all that is going to be Doctor Strange is going to be I think he's going to be in a lot more movies and he's going to open up the multiverse for a lot of people he's going to help cool. them deal with that um, but apparently Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield are supposed to be yeah I was like it's not listed too. here but, but I, I I've think heard, I've are. heard that yeah so 
I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, but then, yeah, if we go back here uh, after that, oh, so no, Spider Man Three supposed to come out first, and then Doctor Strange. That'll be interesting. interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, well, then you have Thor: Love and Thunder. So instead of doing Guardians of the Galaxy and and Thor, I think the rumor was it was going to be the As Guardians of the Galaxy was the yeah, title. Yeah, I've heard that. They're just doing Thor: Love and Thunder, and uh, the Guardians are in that movie. There, there, there were set photos released. Uh, Peter Quill's in there with oh, cool. uh, with our boy. Um, and here's the thing: he's not Fat Thor anymore. He got jacked again. Cool. So cool, cool, I don't cool, cool, know cool. what's going to go on with that. I would assume since it's. A very 80s looking movie. I don't know if you've seen the logo and everything like that. It, it, I haven't paid that close attention. But I actually did uh, keep bringing it up. I was, I was on TikTok. And I found his st- Thor stunt doubles TikTok. Yeah. I just watched that for like a long time. Like watching all the stunts and shit that he's done. And like doing workouts with Chris Hemsworth and, Chris Hemsworth and whatnot. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. cool. So this is the logo there. It's, it's very... Very eighties. It's it's very reminiscent of like a like a like a He Man or something like that, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, Taika Waititi is coming back to uh, write and direct. Um, I love Taika Waititi. I do too. But uh, but my my assumption would be is uh, that we're gonna get like an eighties style workout montage of uh, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth like losing all the fat so that he can attract uh, Gamora more than. Chris Pratt. I think that would be fucking hilarious. I think that's what we're going to get, like a, like a very Rocky two type thing. That'd be funny. Uh, now, this is the one that I think everybody's kind of curious about. Black Panther about. 2. Black Panther 2. And we've talked about this quite a bit. We have. But the people don't know our opinions, so we got to let the people know. You're right. <laughs> so there, I'm sure that you're just itching. This is just the most riveting conversation in the world. Of course. Uh, <laughs> How could it not be? How could it not be? Um, yeah, so obviously... Chadwick Boseman passed away. He died of uh, stage four colon cancer. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Rest they, in peace. Man. Um, but um, the, so yeah, I was like, you should speak on this because you're the one who. Uh, well. <sighs> I feel like you got more to say. They're bringing back Eric Killmonger. Yes. They're they're bringing back Michael B. Jordan as as Eric Killmonger, and I. I am really, really hopeful that they are going to give him kind of an Avatar The Last Airbender Zuko style arc and he's going to go from, you know, being the, the asshole uh, villain and, and realize like, hey, you know, my, my intentions were in the right spot, but I was, I was a little misguided. You know, I, 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 went, I went a little too hard in the paint with the whole uh, white people need to pay thing. Uh, and I think they're... I think he's going to prove himself worthy and become the new Black Panther. And I know a lot of fans are wanting uh, uh, Shuri to be the new Black Panther. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember her name. Um, his sister. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The actress's name, I mean. Uh, and I know they're wanting her to become Black Panther because she does in the comics. And again, I have no issue with it being a woman. My issue with her is I just don't buy that she could beat the shit out of people. She is all of 90 pounds. She's so small. Whereas if you give me uh, Killmonger, first of all, that's going to make him one of the most interesting characters in the MCU if you give him that redemption arc. Well, here's here's my – with the whole shooty and uh, Killmonger. I like the accent you put on that. Shooty. Yeah, shooty. You, I don't really know. hit that. I, I did. It was <laughs> unintentional. <laughs> um, but I feel like – if they want to continue her story and like make her like a title character, I think they absolutely could. But to have her become the Black Panther, I want I want to see her as like a tech driven hero. You know, mm. like that's her whole thing is intelligence. And so to like put her into like a beat him up. Yeah, whereas like Killmonger fits up. that. Killmonger was literally just like. 
That was his whole thing. Yeah, that, he was literally Black Panther, but with slightly different motives. Yeah. You know, like that was... He was a big, beefy baseball boy. Technically speaking, <laughs> he was the Black Panther. He was. He, he won. was. He won and got the, the, the syrup. Where it's like with Shuri, I want to see her... I want to see her do her own thing. I want to see what she can create. I want to see like an intelligent type. I'd be down to see her become an Iron Man type. Yeah, something like that. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, I don't know if this is, I feel like this would be a cool character name. It probably already is, but like the Iron Maiden. Like that, <laughs> that's cool. That'd be kind of, I, feel like that's, <laughs> that's cool. I feel like that's already probably a fucking name in, in Marvel. Maybe DC has that one, but whatever. I feel like that'd be a lot of, that, I feel like that would be a more natural vein. Whereas if you just give her the, the Black Panther syrup and then she just becomes jacked out of her mind, I'm not going to buy that. I, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I could buy it, but I just feel like it would be a less interesting route, especially for her character. Exactly. Whereas if you give Killmonger that redemption arc, like, man, that is going to be really cool to watch. We're going to... I'm going to be invested because what a cool character. And then if they killed him off, like, in 10 years, holy shit, that's going to suck. But it'd be really, really fun. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, I have no opinion. No opinion either. I I was like, maybe... Like I said, I'll watch it. Uh, I hope it surprises me. Uh, I feel like it won't. I want more for Brie Larson. That's my thing. I I hate seeing people hate her. Because she's such a good actress. She's so talented. She can bring so much life to that character. Well, she can try because that character's fucking dry. But... I just I want some cooler stuff for her. I, I don't want her to just be the the sassy badass who is a, a god because I think they're going down the route of like making her Superman and, and that's we the thing. No, and, and no one's whenever you watch a movie or a, a show with Superman in it, he's the least interesting character when they focus on the Superman part, the mm. god part. He's way more interesting when they focus on him just being a person, just the, like the Clark Kent. Live. <laughs> yeah, one of the best superhero, one of the best Superman runs I've ever seen or read. It was a, a comic. It was All Star Superman. He loses his powers, and he just like has to deal with that. Well, I mean, to put my opinion out onto it, one of the coolest things about Superman, like being Superman, is watching the fights. And I think that 10 times out of 10, a Superman-esque style fight is going to be done better in anime. Yes. And I'm going to be more attached to the characters anyway because of the amount of story building there are to anime characters. And so it's like, if I'm going to watch people be that powerful, yeah, I'm going to watch anime, no, not I, Superman. I, I, I 100% agree. My favorite Superman fights have been animated. They, they, they're way cooler to watch because they can do way more. They have, they, they don't have to, to focus on, or they don't, they don't have the limitations of, uh, live action. Um, but yeah, I, I, Captain Marvel, I just, I want them to make her more human, not necessarily take away her powers, but just focus more on like, what makes her, her, what does she stand for? What, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and maybe they'll do that. Maybe they won't. I'm just kind of up in the air. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I feel like. I'm a little curious because aren't they going to be in Thor Love and Thunder? Like, do they are? Is, so is this basically going to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four? Like, what? How much of a role are they going to play in Thor? Like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to play as big of a role in Thor as you're thinking they are. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I. But also, I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy. The first two movies are great. Yeah, they're bringing back uh, the first James one Gunn. especially was like it, I think that was a. It was a genre-defining like it, moment for MCU. Yeah, I it think came so. out of nowhere, and it was like, "Oh shit, we're doing space stuff now. We're doing really cool stuff." And that Guardians of the Galaxy walked so Ragnarok could run. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck at all. I really like Paul Rudd. I do too, but I don't like the Ant Man movies. Well, 
the last one was called Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? Because this one's yes. like Quantumania. Or yeah, so the last one, first one was Ant-Man, then Ant-Man and the Wasp, and now we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man, great movie. Loved it. Really? I did. I thought it was okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I just watched Infinity War. That was, was me. Not, <laughs> that was me. I was not watching a standalone superhero movie being like, wow, wonder what this is going to contribute. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the are they going to do after half of everyone's gone? Well, and then arguably... Arguably, Ant-Man, I think the best part of Ant-Man and the Wasp was the end when it tied in. And I was like, whoa! Well, no, I was going to say, arguably, Ant-Man and the Wasp is one of the most important movies in the MCU. Because oh, it sets the reason up, why... It sets up Endgame. Yeah. Which is bananas and probably the only reason they're doing a Quantum Mania, but whatever. Go off. Uh, Blade. I am fucking hyped for Blade. Are you I'm kidding hyped. me? We're getting vampires in the MCU and Mahershala Ali is playing Blade? I'm oh excited. Oh my god. Oh my god. That, that is just scratching every inch I wanted to hit. Oh my god. And then Fantastic Four. I've seen Fantastic Four done a couple of ways now. <laughs> yeah. The first one, I think I really enjoyed it because I was a kid. I haven't watched I it in a long, seven long years time old. and it's a nostalgia yeah. factor now and I kind of don't want to rewatch it and like... <laughs> ruin my view on it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is a great movie. Maybe it's not. I just I'm like enjoying where it is. I didn't see the other one. No, the second one, I no, saw no, the trailers no. and I was like, oh, maybe. And then reviews came out and I was like, I'm not gonna waste my time. Nope. Uh, I I think Fantastic Four. I think the only way. But that also, this is... has it been Fox when they've done Fantastic Four yes. the last two times? I was like, it hasn't yes. been MCU. No. So we'll see what happens. Well, and then you look at like Spider-Man. Spider-Man was Fox and then it's it, true. Now it's back to MCU. I think they did I think they did an okay job with Spider-Man. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm Fox. talking especially about like Amazing Spider-Man versus Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming. Come on. Great. Homecoming, Homecoming might great. be one of my favorite MCU movies. That movie's fantastic. That one really played with my expectations in a way that made me think about <laughs> like racial prejudice, you know? Like I was just like, "Oh shit, like I just assumed." Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Like that, that that would have been a great twist, even if they hadn't like completely subverted my expectations using race. Um, but it made me sit back and go, like, oh, like, oh yeah, that's a possibility that I didn't even think about. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that that made me think that I. It was cool. I really appreciated yeah. how they did it. Yeah, the vulture reveal in that movie was fantastic. And then the, the scene where he figures out that he's Spider-Man in the car. Oh, that car scene. Woo! It's great. It's great. great uh, no, but I think for me, Fantastic Four, I, I need... I, the only way that I'm going to be like really, really hyped about that movie... It, which, by the way, the director of Homecoming is doing Fantastic Four, which is... Oh, nice. Good, nice. good news. I have good faith in that. Uh, I think the only way that I'm going to be really, really hyped up for Fantastic Four is if they get the casting right. And I think that the only way they're going to get the casting right is if they do John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and Emily Blunt as uh, the Invisible Woman. I, they, they, the others, we'll see. The others, I don't really care. But those two, I, I need those two. I can't think of better casting. And you know what? Uh, they'll probably cast somebody else and it'll probably be way better. But that's who I want. So, that's what I want. Uh, but the, the thing that makes me the most excited about Fantastic Four is what that can bring in. You can bring in Doctor Doom. You can bring in Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Yeah. Oh. Cool shit. Yeah, Doctor man. Doctor Doom, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I would be so goddamn down for that. Um, uh, the TV series. Uh, we already talked about WandaVision, so yeah. I feel like a best interest to keep going. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, my thoughts on that? 
I think there's going to be some really, really cool fight scenes. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. The reason why I've loved Falcon and Winter Soldier so much is because their connection to Captain America. Winter yeah. Soldier was a great movie. Yes. I know that you have differing opinions on replay value, but I, I think it holds up pretty well. I, I love the idea of it in replay value. I, I think initially one of my favorite movies. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I'll concede to that. Um, I, I, I don't love Falcon. I don't love him as a character. I think he suffers from the same thing that Darcy Lewis suffers from in uh, uh, WandaVision, where mm. they just give him shitty jokes, and that's his whole personality. That's right. And, and he's like a mixture of Darcy and Captain Marvel in that he gets shitty jokes, and then his whole personality is like, I'm a badass. <laughs> that's... Yeah, just, I felt like his introduction to the MCU, all of it was just like it felt very forced. Yeah. And, and I think he's a great actor. I don't but like here's the thing. We have to look at it like this. You and I felt the exact same way about Wanda and Vision. That's true. We were like, well, here's the eh. deal. I, I have always liked Wanda. I was like, yeah, she's pretty cool. Vision, I hated his guts. Now, I Vision like, is my he's favorite. so cool. I love it. I love it. And I love that Paul Bettany's gotten the opportunity to just have fun with that. Me too. But, uh, no, I, I think I, I, I'm in the same boat as you where it's like. But maybe they'll surprise me. Fight scenes are going to be pretty cool. And they're bringing back Baron Zemo with his comic costume. So that'll be fun. But as far as actually caring about the characters, I don't yet. Which means I have nowhere to go but up. That's true. That is uh, true. The Loki series, I know nothing about, and I'm curious. Me too. I, I think that's going to set up more cosmics. I think that will be our tie-in to the Eternals, if I had to guess. Mm, that's fair. That would be my guess there. Uh, the What If what series. If? I'm very excited. Bring it the fuck on. I'm very excited. An animated MCU series about like what would happen if... like uh, Have you seen the trailer for it? No. Oh, my, I didn't even know there was oh, a trailer. Oh, yeah, there's out. a trailer. We'll we're watch like, that later. Yeah, where it's like, um, uh, what would happen if... Uh, Captain Marvel, or uh, sorry, not Captain Marvel, Captain America, the, the uh, super soldier serum went to uh, uh, the, the uh, British agent lady instead. Instead? That's and so she, cool. Right? right? And she became Cap- Captain Britain. Like, it's just wild shit. And like, what would happen if all the Avengers died and they were zombies? And like, one I'm just, Avengers I'm, died. I'm very excited for what if. Really it opens up for many possibilities. And it, it opens an opportunity for them to do whatever they want creatively without having to worry about its effect on the main MCU. Yeah, you don't have to have it be. Uh, you don't canon. have to worry about fanboys being like, ah, oh, they ruined it. Because yeah. you can just like. It's, it's not canon, but then you can also really go crazy like what we were talking about. It's animated. You can go as fucking wild as you want. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, the Miss Marvel, that's that's Homegirl with the big fists. Big hands, we were talking about her. Uh, I don't know anything about her, so... What little I do know, she's not my favorite, yeah, but... But you're welcome to surprise uh, me. The power itself, not my favorite. But also, you could do crazy, crazy shit. Yeah. You, she's basically she's basically Green Lantern if he was corporeal instead of willpower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she can just make her body big. It's, I don't know. Maybe that's one thing. Cool. I would love a, a really well-done version of the Green Lantern universe. I want Idris Elba to play the Jon Stewart version of Green Lantern. That'd be cool. That, yeah, it would be. Either way. That's a whole other can of worms. Uh, Hawkeye series. It's not going to be about Hawkeye. It's going to be about him training his daughter to be Kate Bishop, I believe is her name. Yeah. Uh, cool. I think it would be cool. Yeah, movie. cool. Yeah. Bring it down. Moon Knight's uh, cool as shit. Moon Knight, and did you, you know Oscar Isaac's cast is Moon Knight, right? No, I did not. Know Oscar that. Isaac is Moon Knight. Dude, fuck I'm in. yes. I'm, I'm in. in. Uh, she Hulk? Okay. Like, I'm, I, I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I really, really hope that it opens up for like Planet Hulk shit. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really excited for She Hulk. What She-Hulk. if they bring in like Red Hulk and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll get, Go crazy. I would love She Hulk. Secret Invasion? Okay. No idea. Uh, well, that, that's like uh, the scrolls and like the secret wars and stuff like that. Like, oh, cool. Like, where they get replaced and cool. stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's my thoughts yeah. on that. Cool. Uh, Ironheart, no idea what that even no is. No idea. Armor Wars is apparently a series where it's like, what would happen if the Iron Man armor fell into evil hands and it's got Don Cheadle in it as War Machine? 
So they were like, uh, what do we do with Don Cheadle? Uh, maybe give, this? <laughs> give him a show. Give I don't him, know. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, it would be super cool. And then I Am Groot, don't want it. I don't want a Groot series. I just I, – I love Groot, but I love Groot because he's a perfect addition to Guardians of the Galaxy. Not he works a standalone. great in a team yeah. unit. That's – yeah, it was like when you try and create standalones out of team units. I that, worry that this – this problem. this to me is essentially like if they gave Baby Yoda his own series. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that it's, makes a lot of sense to me. It's like eh, – yeah, they're popular, but not, be, not, not because they're leading. <laughs> not type. because they're on their own, no. Uh, yeah, so – Oh, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Honestly, that's the one I'm most hyped for. Not really. That was a joke. Uh, uh, I'm interested to see what happens. I love yeah. the idea. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, I think to, to wrap it up, I'm excited to see where they go. I have some skepticisms about certain things, whether yeah. it be, you know, Miss Marvel just because I don't know about her. Uh, Armor Wars because, like, why? Uh, I am Groot because that feels like a cash grab. But then there's other ones where it's like, hey, Black Panther, if you do that one right, hey, because I am, I am a spoken critic of Black Panther 1. I don't like that movie. But I fucking love uh, Ryan Coogler. I love Michael B. Jordan. I love the uh, Creed. I love Fruitvale Station. Like, I, I'm a fan of his work. And I feel like he can do it really well. So I, I, I am hopeful and I, I'm more invested than I thought I was going to be after Endgame. And I think it's because of WandaVision. I think they started with a really good foot forward. And it's they, they've, they've, they've captured my attention again. I, I, I'd like to see where this goes. I do too. And yeah. just to, I don't know, I'm thinking about Black Panther too. I'm excited because as a kid... I owned uh, the complete works of Black Panther. Yeah, you told me he was my, your favorite. Well, my, he was my absolute favorite yeah. for a really long time. And I think that was because of the animated series. Yeah. I watched some of like the, the like Purple Claws. So cool. So I have this complete series, and like I'm, I did really like the first movie. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to see what they do because I think Chadwick Boseman did a, a fantastic job. That yes, I I think especially him in Civil War. And so I, it's like you know, I'm just I'm very excited at the prospect of Michael B. Jordan coming in because I think that he could do a very good job. He's a great actor, and I think because of his friendship with Chadwick Boseman, he would do, he, he would do the role justice. I think he knows what he's coming into. He knows that this isn't just some role. It's, it's something that means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't well, know. yeah, I was like, I, I figure we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, We're, a, we've been talking for almost an hour now. We're damn. two minutes out. Um, this is a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing it with me, buddy. Of course, of course. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Yeah, next week, uh, or next two weeks, I'm not sure. We should come up with a schedule for how we're going to do this or whatever. But uh, stay tuned for next time. Collegiate Mediocrity 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, look for for the next episode within uh, the next week or two here. And... uh, uh, should we should we plug ourselves uh, on Instagram and stuff? Sure, like that? Yeah, yeah. Follow uh, uh, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Maddie B Raps. Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, I don't know. My Instagram is ajb.jpeg. Yeah, that's right. Yours is the weird one. It, it's like, weird, like it's it. like a uh, actual file on your computer. Uh, <laughs> mine mine is uh, Wyatt Miles underscore. It says I'm out on there. I got rid of it. I I got it back because I needed to follow some stuff on there. I don't post anything. Anymore. And who knows? Maybe we'll make podcast socials. We'll let you know. Yeah, yeah we'll see. That'll uh, be a later thing. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, have bye. a good one. Bye.